Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. We are up to number 32 in the 49ers roster countdown, and we've got Colton McKivitz, offensive lineman from West Virginia, country boy to the extreme. His dad, <laughs> growing up, uh, used to skin raccoons and make hats out of them. Uh, so just if you want to know who Colton McKivitz is, man, this guy is country country, you know, way, raised in eastern Ohio. And whenever you walk away from today's film, you're going to be able to see what he was able to accomplish in college at West Virginia, which was incredible. We're going to throw some of that game tape up. We're going to go through his background. We're going to go through what he accomplished in high school, which all-state basketball player, athleticism's extreme. His draft profile, what he's accomplished in his two years with the 49ers, and most importantly, what is Colton McKivitz going to be able to do moving forward for the 49ers? We've got him number 32, which should tell you something. He wears jersey number 68. He's 6'6", 301, so one of the taller offensive linemen that we have um, outside of our starting tackles in Trent Williams and Mike McClinchy. He's 25 years old, entering into his third season. Um, as I said before, he went to high school at each Rich Richland Christian High School, the Lions, before transferring to sophomore year to Union Local, uh, the Jets. Both were east, kind of rural Ohio, closer to the Pennsylvania border than anything. Probably about an hour and a half to two hours south of Canton, Ohio, um, where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is. Now, he's <laughs> there's a lot of fun things about this kid, okay? Let's just be real honest. Son of Matt and Wendy McKivitz. Again, dad made skin raccoon hats growing up. Um, he's got you know, one of two children. He graduated in December of 2019, Colton McKivitz, with his bachelor's degree in wildlife and fisheries resources. Fishing is very, very important to him. Um, when asked about one of his memorable moments in his life, um, he talked about how he could remember when he was three years old and he caught his largest fish ever, an eight-pounder. Um, 
Uh, Catfish, I believe, a bluegill. Uh, yeah, he talked about being a bluegill. Big country music fan, Kenny Chesney, Zach Brown band, all those different things. And what's crazy is, as big as this guy was, basketball was his original sport. A four-year letterman, all-state basketball player his senior year. He didn't start playing football until he transferred um, his sophomore year in 2012 to Union um, High School, which you know is interesting to me because... This dude has nasty, mean, punishing written all over him. Um, now, a couple other things that I think is really, really important to him um, and just getting to know who he is. His high school retired his jersey. Uh, went back in September of 2019. They retired the number 53, which is incredible. Again, small town, they, they buy into these players that go on and achieve all these big things. But what he accomplished in high school was just impressive. Listen to these different things. Three-year starter. Remember, he only played three years. Two-year team captain. Um, he played in the Ohio North-South All-Star Game, which is a big deal in Ohio. 2014, um, All-Ohio first team, so All-State basically. Um, All-Ohio Type 15 lineman, the Wheeling Intelligencer All-Valley team, three-time AP Division First District team, selected three-time All-Ohio Valley Conference First team. That's All-State. Um, I mean, good gosh. Three-time All-Buckeye, eight Conference First team, named three-time um, Leader All-Star Football team, Captain Honors in 2014. It just keeps going on and on. And again, All-State basketball player. So this is a big dude that can move. Then he goes to college. He goes to West Virginia and smart, uh, all academic, Big 12 first team over and over and over again. There's the theme, baby. You want to know the 49ers roster? They will beat anybody at an SAT competition. <laughs> the NFL's not even close. Um, now, he redshirted 2015. His redshirt freshman year was on the all-freshman third team, all-Big 12 freshman first team from Athlon Sports. He started 10 games. Um, next year... Didn't miss a beat. Stepped in again, all academic, Big 12 honor um, honor roll. Um, started 13 games at tackle. Saw about 1,000 snaps. Had four knockdown blocks in one game. And just, again, he is mean. Uh, let, let's show you a little bit about what I mean. Let's throw some film up. This is the TCU game. Yes, West Virginia versus TCU. Um, he plays left tackle. Uh, and so you'll see him on the left side, uh, offensive left tackle, number 53, uh, as we go through this. Now, as we talk about what he accomplished his redshirt senior year, because he started all 12 games, again, all at left tackle. He's one of three Mountaineer offensive players to start every game. Um, and again, dude was number two in the Big 12 for highest Pa uh, pass blocking grade with an 83 ranked number four in the big 12 or highest run blocking grade number six in the big 12 with fewest sacks given up only gave up one sack posted zero miss assignments in six games six games and i mean he was just unreal 34 knockdown blocks all those things like he appeared in 50 games in his career at west virginia had 47 starts just it was uh, it was unbelievable what he was able to accomplish and West Virginia was really really good while he was there now if you look at some of the other things 2020 Reese's uh, senior bowl participant that's huge for the 49ers they love that Walter Camp all-american second team associate press all-american third team big 12 conference co-offensive lineman of the year all big 12 conference first team the accolades just keep going um that, that's just kind of what he was he was a very highly productive 
just stud. Uh, I don't I don't know how else to say it. Now, whenever you get to his draft profile, and again, he's 6'6", which is top 78% of NFL linemen. He's big. 306, you love that weight. That gives him versatility to play outside, inside. 40 ran a 5'3", not good. But his 10-yard split was a 158. Well, what's that mean? Top 74% of offensive linemen. So he can move quick. He just doesn't have top-end speed. Three cones, 7'8", not great. Vertical, 26, not great. 20 reps at 225, that's all right. Um, arms, 33 and 3 fourths. Why is that a big deal? For offensive tackles, usually you're talking about somebody that's going to be right around that 34-inch kind of number, which he's pretty close with. He's pretty close with, so not quite there. My athletic comps, just based off his measurables, Riley Reef and Ethan Posick. So kind of give you these inside-outside versatility guys. Now, how the 49ers got him is pretty interesting. 2020, they drafted him the fifth-round pick, number 153 overall, and that was the exact pick straight-up exchange for Matt Breida. You remember the 49ers traded Matt Breida that offseason, and that is the pick that they used to go grab Colton McKivitz. Now, here's where it gets a little crazy ulterior uh, alternative universe thing. Kyle Shanahan said after the draft, if the Trent Williams deal fell through, which they traded for Trent Williams on day two, they drafted Colton McKivitz day three. They said if the Trent deal fell through, they were going to draft Colton McKivitz in the fourth round as a left tackle to be the starting left tackle for when Joe Staley retired. That's bananas. Uh, <laughs> I like Colton McKivitz a lot. I am very, very happy that that did not pan out. Now, my draft write-up on him, and if you're watching the film with us on YouTube, you can kind of see good feet, great hands, nasty, puts people on the ground consistently, very, very mean, plays through the whistle. He wants to get every single hit in. He's mean. He wants to hurt people. But he's too high, way too high. For somebody that's 6'6", his hip flexibility, his knee bend, not great. Um, whiffs on a block every one to two games. Um, weight gets in front of his feet because he's trying to deliver that knockout blow too much. Very, very strong and a lethal punch. Uh, bully mentality. Blocks well in space. Now, some of the issues that I had with this tape, West Virginia didn't pull the tackles very often. So you didn't get to see him block in space very much. He has no drop step. Um, he, he shuffled literally a shuffle step and pass pro instead of a kick slide that has not been developed near as much as what you would like to have seen. He's got good athleticism, but eh, it's just, I don't know. There's just so much to be wanting when you watch him play tackle. Now, when they drafted him, John Lynch said, as he says, with every single offensive lineman they've ever touched, he can play outside inside. And that's what he's done. 2020, he played inside a guard. 2021, really didn't get much playing time at all. But the game he did play, played a left tackle. I don't think he's a tackle prospect. I really, really don't. Uh, I think he's a guard prospect. Now, if you look at once he was drafted, number 153 overall, Colton McKivitz. You know, he, he was on the team for a while. But last year, they cut him on the, the last roster cut down. They waived him August 31st, and he cleared waivers. They brought him back as a restricted free agent, and I think that this is important because there's three guys that are fighting for a similar spot. Justin School, Colton McKivitz, and Jalen Moore. Now, if McKivitz beats out Jalen Moore, I expect Jalen Moore to get the treatment that Colton McKivitz got last year where Jalen Moore gets 
waived and then brought back on the practice squad if he clears waivers. Very similar to what happened to McKivitz last year, which I think is an important lesson. We have this mentality as you know fans and people who cover the 49ers that if you cut somebody, they're gone forever. And sometimes that does happen. But most often for these back-end roster guys, I, I don't know. I, I think Colton McKivitz could be cut and be brought back again because only teams that would want Colton McKivitz have to run a Shanahan kind of outside zone scheme, which, you know, there are about six, seven teams in the NFL that do that, but I don't think he's highly regarded as a tackle prospect. If he was just a guard, then maybe, maybe. Now his snap counts, um, in 2020, he played 301 snaps, and in last year, he played 70. He only showed up in one game really last year. Um, penalties, not too much, actually. No holding calls, one false start. That's it. Um, in 370 plus snaps, he's had four starts in his career with the 49ers, but has shown up in 15 games. Now, 2020, let's go back to that, his rookie year. He saw meaningful snaps in seven games, started three, but like 300 snaps in seven games. I mean, I mean, he, he got some playing time. He only allowed one sack, but all of those were at guard. And excuse me, sorry about that. Most of his meaningful snaps were at guard in 2020, where he was successful, not highly successful. Um, eventually, got beat out by Brunskill, um, who you know kind of took that position. You remember Brunskill was at center, then he moved to guard. You know, kind of bounced around a little bit. Um, and so I, I don't know. He wasn't great at guard, but he wasn't bad. He only got one game in 2021. It was the, one of the most meaningful games of the year. Week 18 versus the Rams. Lose and go home game. Trent can't go. He steps in. Got every single offensive snap, which was a surprise. A lot of people thought Jalen Moore would get that. Um, he gave up two sacks, two hurries, and finished with a 55.5 PFF grade. The film wasn't much kinder to him either. And now, to be fair, your first start in like a year and a half, and you go against Von Miller... In a week 18 game, not ideal, but it's the NFL. You, you got to go. He got a couple, you know, relieved Trent Williams on a couple series. I think he got like seven more snaps uh, in the playoffs, but that was about it. And he started left tackle all of camp. You know, Trent Williams getting the star treatment as he deserves, but they've got him working left tackle still. I hate that he's not at guard. He did get... Some backup snaps at guard, but primarily left tackles where he's been playing. The thing that we got to pay attention to, and one of my favorite training camp battles, is going to be this battle for the swing tackle. Justin School, Colton McKivitz, Jalen Moore. I don't think you keep more than one of these guys. I really don't. I think you keep one. Maybe two, but no way they're keeping all three of these guys. So, and why do I have them at 32? If, if I feel like... There's a chance he can't be kept because he could start week one. <laughs> this guy could be your right tackle starter if Mike McGlinchey's not healthy. Again, he's got to beat out school and McKivitz. But, man, the 49ers have one of the biggest competition training camps that they have had in over a decade, to be honest with you. Not just at this position. So many positions. So whenever we get into this, you know, this kind of midway point this purgatory 30s and you know high 20s some of these guys might not even make the roster even though we have them at 32 and 53 make the roster this guy will be starting week one or will be waived we'll have to see what happens I, i'm excited to see what happens i think colton will make 
the the squad. But man, I hate that they continue to play him at tackle. I want him at guard. I want him at guard. But the 49ers are stubborn. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We are now at number 31 of the 49ers roster countdown. And today we got defensive tackle Maurice Hurst, um, who has been a Christmas present waiting to be unwrapped. And man, uh, just last year was a weird year. Got hurt during training camp. They kept him on the active roster because they they really do value this guy. They like what he brings to the table. Comes back for two games, played very meaningful, good snaps. Got hurt again. Um, so only two game appearances in his one year with the 49ers. He is 27 years old, entering into his fifth season. And this was one of the top draft choices um, in the draft whenever he came out. But again, he had some medical issues, some heart issues. Um, that seems to have passed all those things. So we're going to dive into everything you want to know about Maurice Hurst, who was, by the way, getting all of the first team's reps at defensive tackle in many camps and OTAs. Now, Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead were not there, uh, but he's going to be that kind of Bravo group, second um, defensive line group that steps in. Um, he's wearing jersey number 96, six foot two two ninety. Much, much smaller. Um, penetrating three technique, kind of just a, uh, um, he's a pain in the butt. Uh, that, that's the best way to say it. Like, he's a disruptor for the offense. He's not one of those big stonewall guys that just absorbs blocks. Um, he is small, he is quick, and he just, he, he plays on the correct side. He's slasher. Uh, that's what you got to think about him. Now, he uh, went to Xavian Brother High School, the Hawks, in Westwood, Massachusetts, which is southwest of Boston. And it kind of makes sense. Um, his father, Maurice Hurst, played NFL cornerback for the Patriots. Um, man, he was there for seven years, had 27 career interceptions for the Patriots. Uh, father was a fourth-round pick, played 105 games. I mean, he was 
1989 all-rookie team. Uh, dude was a beast. And while he was playing for the Patriots, he met his mom, um, who was an NFL cheerleader for the Patriots. And thus, we now have Maurice Hurst Jr. Um, and so, you know, you kind of look at what Maurice Hurst was able to accomplish um, in high school and college. And as we go through those, I'm going to throw up some uh, game tape here. Um, so again, if you're watching with us on YouTube, uh, you, you get to see these the, the video breakdown and some highlights of his time with uh, the Raiders before he came over with us. Now, if you want to see the full you know coaching tape breakdown on the stuff, Patreon, that's available over there. Um, every video we've ever done, as soon as you subscribe to Patreon, you get them all, which I think it's over 260 videos. Uh, and we're starting a Football 101 series, breaking down what Cover 3 means, what's Cover 6, run game responsibilities, what's a 425, all that kind of stuff. That's over there. Just go to patreon.com slash 49ers rush podcast or google 49ers and patreon it'd be the first one that pulls up um now whenever he was again let's go back to kind of what he did at michigan was unreal um you know he goes to michigan consensus all-american first team um you know he was the 2017 bosch and beckler tim Team MVP award winner, Defensive Player of the Year award winner, four-year letterman, uh, consensus first-team All-Big Ten. Um, I mean, golly, he just did everything. Appeared in 46 games and had 17 starts at the defensive tackle position. And he just caused problems. 33 career tackles for loss, 12 and a half sacks, all that kind of stuff. Four-time academic All-Big Ten. Big Ten's no joke when it comes to academics. This kid is smart and, again, you know, out of the 90 players or so on this roster, which we've, you know, we started at 90, we're at 31 now. I would say of the 90 players, I'd probably say 75 were academic all-conference in college. It's it's insane um, just how it keeps going. Now, one of the things that I thought was interesting, his time at Michigan, he has the highest single-season grade ever for an interior defender at the college level from pro football focus. He had a 96.5 in 2017 this dude i had a second round grade on him a high second round grade a lot of people had first round grades on him um you know coming into the draft again another one he earned the uh the university of michigan athletic academic achievement honors all three years he was eligible 2014 15 and 16 um and so the thing was he was going to be a first second round pick and he goes in against an ekg at the combine which showed an irregular heartbeat, and it was it scared teams off. It really, really did. And so he fell. You know, it, whenever he got drafted in the fifth round, number one forty overall, it was one of those. Okay, it's either going to be a great pick or he's going to be out of the NFL. Well, the heart stuff has subsided, no issues. He's been cleared, and all those things have gone really, really well for him. Now, one more thing that I think is important: he has his master's degree already in social work which is incredible. Again, another person, um, you know, a lot of empathy, wants to help people. Incredible. I love it. Um, now, let's look at what he was able to accomplish at the Combine athletically. He ran a 4.9840, pretty good. 29 bench press reps, pretty good. Three cones, 7.7, .7, not great. Vertical 31, good. My write-up on him before he was drafted, so this is going back to my 2018 a draft book before he was drafted. Um, I said smaller penetrating three technique might just be a two down player, which 
that's kind of what he is. He's he's not a pass rusher. He is a run disruptor. And if you're watching these highlights, you can see dude hits creases and just causes issues. Um, now he has a tendency to try to turn his shoulder slip through the hole. He's not a power player. Um, does get turned around. So like he'll have like two or three good reps than one really bad rep. Uh, which, again, is why first and second down player only. But he's a backup. Uh, this is a Bravo second defensive tackle group that comes in to spell Kinlaw and Armstead. Very inconsistent. Seems to have a huge play followed by a missed assignment. My athletic comps for him, Mike Daniels and Dominique Easley. And, you know, to be honest with you, you look at Kevin Givens. Him and Kevin Givens are the exact same build measurables. They're identical to each other. My player comparison was Amobi Okoye with more aggression. You remember the 20-year-old rookie that went to the Texans? Um, he was a fun one. And I thought he'd go anywhere in the second round, but that was before you had the issue with his heart. Um, again, fifth-round pick by the Raiders in 2018. And, you know, he was with the Raiders for three years. He played in about 40 games for them, had about 17 starts. And, you know, again, he was exactly what we thought he would be where he's a rotational defensive lineman um that can go out there and cause problems and that's exactly what he was and you know he signed his new deal with the 49ers one year 1.1 million dollar deal $102,000 signing bonus and $102,000 guaranteed so this is a player that you could you know quote unquote move away from and you're going to be okay not a lot of guaranteed but they like him they like him so much. If you remember back to the initial 53-man roster last year, 2020, he was injured. They still put him on the initial 53-man roster. Then they put him on IR, short-term IR, and brought Jake Brindle back. They were willing to keep him over Jake Brindle, who is the projected starting center for the 49ers going into 2022. So they really, really, really like this guy. Now, he served his three-game short IR last year, which is four now. But anyway, came back. He played weeks four and five, and he played well. Uh, only got 41 snaps, about 20 snaps a game, and got hurt again. And then that was kind of it for him for the year. He didn't play anymore. But he had a 71.0 grade on Pro Football Focus. Had a couple, you know, solo run stops. Did have one missed tackle. But it showed. And that was coming off an injury. We haven't seen him healthy. Now, he's fully healthy now, which is great. And that's going to be key. Because if the same thing happened in 2021 as it did this year, let's say he gets hurt in training camp, I don't think he's going to make it. I think they want him really, really bad, but Kinlaw's healthier. You have Armstead inside now. Givens showed out last year, and I would put, just on the depth chart, I would put Maurice Hurst on top, higher than Givens. But again, he hasn't shown it for the 49ers. 17 career starts, 42 games played, um, 17 career starts, Eight sacks, nine tackle for loss, 17 quarterback hits. That's kind of where his numbers are. He's making this roster. There's no doubt about it, but it's a one-year deal. Is he a long-term 49er? I don't think so, but that's not what this list is. This is the highest impact players on the 49ers for the 2022 season. And just think about all those snaps last year that you saw number 95, Contavious Street get, which was really, really bad. He's going to replace those snaps, him and Hassan Ridgeway. So you're turning a weakness into a strength. Now, does he have the pass rushing ability of street? No, he doesn't. 
Um, but I think that the overall consistency in the run game is going to make a big, big difference. I can guarantee you this. Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Aziz love Maurice Hurst playing in front of them. He makes their job so much easier. Number 30 on the 49ers roster countdown is Charles Omenihue, defensive end. I'm going to be really honest with you. If there was one player that I could buy stock in to have an explosive year that just is going to shock everybody, it's this cat right here. I am such a big fan of his. I've followed him since high school. Um, you know, went to the University of Texas. He played at Rowlett, the Eagles. Um north of dallas and like I, i'm telling you right now I, i've been a big fan of this kid for a very very long time and if you just watch you know the 49ers traded for him in the middle of the year last year we'll get into the details and snap rates and all that stuff but i'm telling you right now this kid is poised for an explosive year I, i'm very very excited about it i want him higher on this list but the 49ers roster is so stinking good like, it's hard. The numbers get difficult at number 30. You know, we've done 60. Uh, we got 30 left. We've already done 90 through 31, which is incredible. Uh, and, and man, it, this has been a fun journey. And, you know, some of those back-end roster guys, which I love, you know, digging into all that stuff is really, really fun. But now we're getting into the top 30. And I, I'd be willing to argue, if you look at the top 30 of any team's rosters, the 49ers are the top of the list. You know, there might be a couple other teams you know, you look at maybe the Browns, maybe the Eagles, maybe the Bucks. There are some very good depth-built teams, but none better than the 49ers. And Charles Mini, who at number 30, I think is a testament to that. So, jersey number 94, uh, the gold cleats, baby. Uh, 6'5", 280. Here's what this guy brings. Length and efficiency, just very, very, very efficient and explosive. He has a longer wingspan than LeBron James. I'm not exaggerating either. Like an inch and a half longer wingspan, 85 and a half inches. Uh, LeBron's 84. Like this dude is length, 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 length. Um, only 24 years old, young, entering into his fourth season, 6'5", 280. And whenever you see him, like it's not bad weight. This dude is jacked, compact, um, which is crazy to say whenever you're talking about somebody that's six five and a half. Um, now he was a three star recruit. He chose Texas over Notre Dame, Michigan, LSU, ASU, Florida, Oregon, TCU, uh, Mississippi, Nebraska. Went to the University of Texas. Hook 'em, baby. Um, and you know he was born in Houston, lived in Dallas uh, since he was like one years old. Listen to his his, his parents' names, uh, Regina and Sunday O'Menahue. I love it. Has one sister as well. Uh, honor roll student. All four years of high high school stop me you've heard that one before and majored in sports management big music guy um that's one of his big big passions now in high school at Rowlett high school uh, coached by Doug Stevens um who I've met a few times uh he was a two-time all district you know honoree is he made it to the Semper Fi, uh, Fidelis All-American Bowl named first team all district in 2014 he was the number 15th defensive end nationally and I mean you can just go through all the things that he did it, you know he was the number two defensive end in the state by Dave Campbell's which if you've ever been to Texas that's a really big uh honor to get 61 tackles 11 and a half sacks 23 tackles for loss five force fumbles 
in one year. That was as a senior um, and just was an absolute stud. Um, whenever he got to the University of Texas, it didn't take long, which Texas has not been great, uh, not been good, uh, I would argue, for a very long time. But the recruits that they have gotten, they've gotten a lot of talent. He comes in in 2015, played in all 12 games, just kind of as a reserve, but, you know, got involved. Sophomore year, um, made seven starts, played pretty well. Um, three and a half sacks, four and a half tackles for loss. Junior year, 2017, played in 13 games, started every game except one. Um, four sacks, tied the team uh, for the leader in sacks. Their defense was so bad. They were doing that 3-3-5 crap I hate. Um, but the fact that he was getting double teamed every play didn't matter. He was showing out very positive. And then in 2018, named the Big 12 Defensive Lineman of the Year. All Big 12. You can go on and on and on. In 14 games, he had 18 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, two pass breakups, uh, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. Uh, I mean, was just incredible and so finish strong and this has kind of been the trajectory for Charles Menehue from the start all the potential in the world even in the NFL all the potential in the world and it's just on this constant incline if you look at efficiency metrics pass rush win percentage um, successful plays versus negative plays top of the charts this dude just shows out consistently the issue has been, one, he was drafted by the Houston Texans in the fifth round, which one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Still showed out promisingly there, however. Then he gets traded to the 49ers in the middle of the season. Without an offseason, literally got thrown into the fire and did well. But it was, you know, as a Bravo unit, backup unit, whatever. Now, let's look at his profile, because his athletic profile, because it's, it's fun. Six, five and a half, okay, top 91%. Of defensive lineman ran a four nine two forty. That's right at average. Three cone seven four eight. Not great. Vertical thirty six and a half. That's top ninety one percent. This dude's two hundred and eighty pounds, jumping <laughs> three feet vertical, flat footed. Arm length thirty six inches. I mean, <laughs> thirty four inches is the cutoff for an offensive tackle, right? This dude got thirty long arms. I mean, it's un, uncanny. Ninety eighth percentile wingspan, eighty five and a half inches. Like we said, longer than LeBron James. That's ninety seventh percentile. He's long, tall, uh, very long armed, and can jump. Explosive. Drafted the fifth round of twenty nineteen. Um, pick number one sixty one. My pre draft write up, and again, like I didn't write up a lot on him because I knew everything about the kid before he was drafted. Length and upside, great motor. Amazing effort. Workout warrior in the gym. Just posted a video, deadlifting, well over 500 pounds, repping it, squat. I mean, the dude, strength on strength on strength. Now, he still has not hit his potential. He's not there. And if you follow him on Twitter, which I recommend, man, he, he he's even put out there. Ne you know, never had a full off season in the same system because, you know, the Texans are getting fired and stuff, coaching staff all the time. It is the first off season uh, in the same system. And so man, he was good when he showed up day one, but I'm telling you right now, this kid's going to be great. This kid's going to be great. Now, whenever he was drafted by the Texans, he got uh, played in 44 games as seven starts, you know, not really a lot of memorable games, I guess you could say. But I mean, again, he's been good. And whenever he came over for the 49ers, he was traded November 2nd, right? Right at that trading deadline just after Halloween. We gave up a 2023 six rounder. 
um, which <laughs> pennies on the dollar. And his best game was against the Cowboys in the wild card round where he had one and a half sacks, a forced fumble, six pressures. And again, all of this while being just kind of like a, a backup, you know, Bravo unit defensive end. Um, you know, he played in every single game for the 49ers after the trade. He got 197 snaps, uh, 16.4 snaps per game. So they plugged him in right away. You look at what he was able to accomplish on the year just for the 49ers because, again, you know, the first was six, seven games were with the Texans. Then he came over with the 49ers. 17 pressures, one and a half sacks, three quarterback hits, 12 hurries, one pass breakup, seven solo run stops, did have two missed tackles. Um, but you look at the efficiency metrics, and they're just off the off the scales. He finished with the third best pass rush grade for the 49ers, behind only Bosa and Armstead. He had an 18.3% pass rush win rate. Okay, that's a percentage. So basically, one out of five um, snaps, he wins uh, on pass rush. That was second uh, for the 49ers, behind only Nick Bosa, who had a 20.5. So he's at 18.3. Bosa's at 20.5. Now, does that mean he's close to Bosa? No. Bosa's fighting through double teams. Charles Amenehu is not. But it doesn't matter. I mean, the dude's just winning. And you're giving him time. You're giving him time to get used to everything. Oh, man. And here's my favorite part about this. He got snaps inside and outside at camp. So you look at what Arden Key did last year. I would take Charles Omenihu over Arden Key all day. Like, I really do believe he's a better player. So he's going to be possibly him or Kerry Hyder are going to be getting that role in that NASCAR package. God, I hope it's him. I want Bosa and Drake Jackson outside, and I want freaking Armstead and Charles Omenihu inside. That's what I want. And golly, if he gets that job, man, just watch out. I'm telling you right now, guys. I am staking my claim. This kid, Charles Aminahue, ah man, is going to be pretty damn good. This year is going to be great. He has a chance to start. Now, you got Nick Bosa on one side. You got Samson Ebukam on the other. And that I like Samson, and the 49ers like Samson. And I think that he's going to be the starter week one. But here, let me say this. Charles Aminahue is closer to Samson Ebukam than he is... Jordan Willis, Kerry Hyder, um, you know, those Kamiko Ture. He's in that upper tier 49ers defensive end with Drake Jackson, right? Like Drake Jackson, his pass rushing specialist, that's different. Um, I think that's where he's gonna be. But you know, if I'm tiering these these groups of defensive ends, Nick Bosa's by himself, the second tier, Samson, Drake Jackson, Charles Omenihue, and then the bottom tier, Willis. Kamiko Ture and Kerry Hyder. Now, all those are great players. I'm not trying to throw like shade on anybody, but I'm telling you right now, Hyder needs to be seen as a kind of de facto starter. Because if Samson or Bosa went down, Amenihu is starting. I'm telling you that right now. And Amenihu might, might be able to beat out Samson. And again, I love Samson Abacom. I really, really do. I think 49ers love him as well. His snap count showed up late in the year. Um, I mean, just his snaps just kept increasing, increasing, increasing. But this kid, Charles Aminihu, I cannot say this strongly enough. He is going to be huge for the 49ers in 2022. I, I want to cut this clip because... I, I want to post this. I'm planting my flag on this kid. Charles Aminihu, I'm telling you right now, and I'm not just saying this because he liked my recent tweet, which was awesome. 
He is incredible. I'm not just saying this because he's a Longhorn, which is incredible, and I get it. I get biased, and you know, you fall in love with certain players and whatever. I get that. I am telling you because I watched the film. This kid's so close to being great, and it's a contract year. You know, him and Samson are in contract years. Plus, you look at the one-year deals for Willis, one-year deal for Kamiko, one-year deal for Hyder. 49ers aren't letting all those defensive linemen go next year. One or two might be brought back. Charles Amidhue, I'm telling you, is in the plans for the 49ers for a long time. So excited about this kid. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I uh, want to say thank you to Anthony and Josh, executive producers of this series. Man, Charles Amidhue. God, this kid's great. I can't believe he's at 30. He should be higher, but we're going to keep counting him down. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.